0: the world the power the You are welcome to Face-to-Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Is to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the entrance of your word. We'll bring light to every heart this morning. We thank you for the word over our lives. We are elevating from one level of glory to the other. And Father, today I pray that you brood upon our words. And you will cause them to produce results in the life of everyone. No man will live here the same way they came. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Pastor has been on um, the teaching elevating your life. On Thursday, permit me to just give a brief recap so that we can flow from there. On Thursday, he taught on how to elevate your life and he gave us three points on what we should do to enable us experience that elevation. The first one he said was elevate your revelation. It was important to know that being in Christ Jesus, revelation is the trade secret. He said, it's the revelation that you have that will determine your experiences in Christ. So understanding that you need to elevate your revelation, increase revelation. And that's why Apostle Paul prayed and asked that the eyes of his understanding be enlightened, that he may know it's not like he didn't know, but every time you have to seek to know more. You have to seek to understand more. You need to function with revelation. And in this month of Elevate, or in this month that we are experiencing Elevation, it is important that you also work on elevating your revelations. Okay? Then I know that Pastor talked about staying with what you have known. The things that you have known, the things you have seen working for you, don't allow um, someone else to discourage you out of them. You stay with it. And all you do is to improve on your level of revelation. Hallelujah. So that was one important statement that was made on Thursday. And then he went on to talk about elevating your information, elevating information that comes to you, elevating knowledge. He said it is important for you to be aware of what's happening in your environment. It is important for every one of us to be aware of what's happening in our environment. That's the reason why from time to time you should improve on the knowledge that is coming to you. Listen to news, listen to what is happening around you so that you can position yourself for elevation. All right. Then thirdly, he went on to talk about elevating your expectations. You have to elevate your expectations, increase what you are believing God for, what you are expecting from God. Don't allow your past failures to dampen your expectation. Don't allow your past experiences to dampen expectation. It is what keeps us going. You have to, on a daily basis, work on elevating your expectations. Every morning you wake up, you should have expectations for that day. Every month you enter into, you should have expectations for that month. That is what keeps you going. That is what will help you achieve more in life. Anyone that stops having expectation has stopped living. Hallelujah. There is nothing to live for. You wake up every morning and you don't have anything to live for. Then you, That's why you now. Start thinking about taking your life. People that have something to live for don't think about committing suicide. You don't think about ending your life because you have expectations. There is something about tomorrow. There is something you are waiting for. There is something you are hoping to see. It keeps you going, even in the face of difficulties. So it is important that you elevate your expectations on daily basis, on monthly basis. It will help you have great experiences in life. Hallelujah. But this morning, we want to go a little further. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And look at elevating our emotions. Say with me, elevate your emotions. All right? By that I mean deal with your emotions. It's still in the spirit of elevating our lives. If we are talking about elevation, we want to elevate, we want our lives to become better. We must understand the place of dealing with our emotions part of the reason why I was very excited about the songs that the music team took this morning, all of them, they dealt with emotions. Oh, I'm down, and um, God is lifting me up. He has his eyes on the sparrow. It was like, did we discuss notes? How are you people just choosing the right songs? So, I was pretty much excited about the songs they were taking. Oh, happy day. It was dealing with emotions. It was dealing with emotions. So it made me excited. So this morning, I want to share with you on what we have titled dealing with your emotions so that you can elevate your life. Amen. Please note that when we talk about emotions, um, emotions could be positive. It could be negative. All right. Don't just think about emotions as just negative alone. Okay. Deal with emotions. Dealing with emotions talks about both positive and negative in as much as we'll be dwelling more on dealing with negative emotions but know that joy is an emotion anger is an emotion bitterness and all of that so uh, I- Someone, what's wrong about being joyful? You can be happy about the wrong thing, okay? So that's why you should also understand that positive emotions could have a negative impact. Maybe you have someone you term your enemy, someone you, you are not happy with, and then something bad happens to the person, and you start rejoicing. Brethren, praise the Lord! Oh, God has judged my enemies! Oh, God has done this. Oh, yeah, hey, hey, the downfall of a man. You start quoting all the scriptures, you start rejoicing. That your enemy has fallen. Scripture said something very important. He said be careful when you start mocking at them, God could just change his mind. You must be careful about that, so you don't go about rejoicing that your enemy or the one that is not in good terms with you is experiencing downtimes. You don't go rejoicing that they have failed. Yeah, you might not be thanking God that they are going up in life. You might not be so pleased. But at the same time, Scripture teaches us not to rejoice that they have fallen, because your rejoicing can stir up repentance in the heart of God for the person and. God God will just change his mind and you will still lose at the end of the day. So, you must know how to manage your emotions. Know when to be happy and what to be happy about. At the same time, know how to deal with negative emotions. Don't forget, we have been on the scripture. God is the judge. He can set up one and bring down another. So, we have to know how to control our emotions so that at every point, We get the best out of God. We know how to control the negative emotions so that out of that negative situation, light will still shine. It is important that as we elevate, managing our emotions, dealing with our emotions is a vital part of our lives. Amen. All right, I will begin this morning looking at the scriptures the first thing i want to ask is why why do i have to manage my emotions let's look at habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 and 18 habakkuk 3 17 and 18 all right media all right let's can we read it together One, to go although the fig tree shall not blossom Let's start again. Everybody read the scripture. Please, please, I beg you, read the scripture. Let's take it one to go. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, And there shall be no herd in the stalls. 18. Yet I will, I will joy in the God of my salvation. He said, every negative thing has happened. Although the fig tree will not blossom there will be no meat, there will be no light, there will be no progress, there was no promotion, the baby did not come, um, the house did not sail through, um, what again, I did not pass my exam, they did not post me to where I wanted to be posted. He said, nevertheless, I will rejoice in the Lord. See, let me say something to you this morning. God has considered everything that will ever happen to us and is in scripture. God has factored the life of man. There is no experience that you will ever have that has not already been dealt with. You might not know where it is, but it's in scripture. Everything about you, everything that concerns you, Everything that concerns us. Oh, how how people respond to us. The experiences of my life. There is no experience of your life that has not been factored in scripture. So, here is God factoring in good reasons why someone should be sorrowful. You know, many of us have negative emotions because of what has happened. And we have good reasons. You don't know what happened to me. You don't know how he hurt me. You don't know how she betrayed me. You don't know how she she messed me. Or you don't. You cannot imagine the insult. And you can go on and on, stating good reasons why you should be unhappy. Why you will have. The reason to frown your face and be unhappy. I'm going to take it from two angles. I know that scripture says be angry. Like I was sharing with them this morning in the music team. Anger is not the problem. That you are angry right now. Something happened and you expressed anger. Anger is an emotion. You expressed anger. Now that's not what we are talking about. Oh, we're not saying never express anger. No, no, that's not even scripture. You are human. And anger is an expression that comes from us. We express anger. Anger is like you're expressing displeasure. You don't like what has happened. You show it in anger. But see, the problem is not that you were angry. The problem is what you did when you were angry. It's how you conducted yourself in the face of anger. It's how long you stayed angry. Don't be mistaken. That you were angry is not a problem. Anybody can be angry. A father can be angry with a child for doing wrong. Oh, why did you do this? But that you stay angry with a child for one week. No, that's a problem. A husband can be angry with a wife for misbehaving, or not obeying his instruction, that's not a problem. But that you choose not to talk to her for one week because you are angry, that's a problem. Oh, I'm not going to give you feeding money again because you are angry. The children will not eat again because you are angry. Because you are angry, you take the gifts that you bought, and you burn it because you are angry. Then something is wrong with you. So that's the expression that we are dealing with. It's not that you were angry. Oh, your husband did you evil, then he will not eat. Be- okay, the first day you were angry, you refused to cook. And then you slept and woke up, the anger, is still- you still refuse to cook again. And one week he has been eating outside the house because you are angry. That's the emotion we are talking about. That the first day you showed him that you were angry, you told him, I didn't like what you did. No, that's not a problem. But how long did you stay angry? The scripture said, let the sun not come down on your anger. That means don't sleep and wake up and you are still angry about the same matter. It is that negative emotion that the scripture is dealing with this morning. And no one can experience elevation when he does not know how to control his emotions. Reason being that emotion is a powerful force. And it has the ability to pull a man down. I've seen where anger costs a man his life. Recently, you know, I I was watching a movie. And even me, I learned from it. I don't know, maybe some of you saw it. A young lady that was angry. She was bitter. You know, I didn't start them. I'd seen the movie before, but towards the end, when I saw what she was doing, harassing the, the, the husband she had married and had divorced and all that, and I felt, oh, this woman, your own is too much and all that. But until I watched the beginning, Kai, I saw the danger of anger and bitterness. She found out that her husband was cheating on her. And then, but, and she had been spending all her money on him. She paid for him to go to school. Paid for everything. Bought the car he's using to carry the girl. So she has a good reason to be angry, right? Her money. He's using her money to chase another person. Kill him, they will say. <laughs> he does not deserve to leave. And then the day she found out, she went to where he was staying. What do they call those? They are, um, um, is it trucks or whatever? Um, trailers. Thank you, trailers. And baby, she hit that trailer hard. Drove back with the rage. He's inside here with that girl. <laughs> Two of you will die today. And she went, voom, voom, and hit the trailer. One, the people. Did not know what hit them. And they all started screaming inside the trailer. Baby, are you okay? Are you okay? She said, you're not ready. She went back again and hit the trailer again. Now physically, she dealt with them. Someone would say, wow. And she finally pushed the trailer over. I don't know if they got injured, but I'll tell you what happened to her. The anger, the rage overtook her. And as she hit them the second time, her chest hit hard on the steering. And she had internal bleedings. Her ovaries were ruptured. At the end of the day, she was rushed into emergency. Ovaries removed, no way, no opportunity of giving birth again. Because you are angry. Who lost? The babe still has her ovaries. You only pushed her over. She got up and dusted herself. You didn't tell me you were married. You didn't tell me. And she goes her way. But you now know of this. She was in the hospital on admission. Taking injections for several weeks. All because she could not control her emotion. She never had a child. So when you ask what happened... Summarize it, I was angry. That's why I cannot give birth again. Is it what's the anger? We must understand that there is no elevation for any man that does not have control over their emotions. People lose jobs because of anger. You have prayed and prayed and prayed. And eventually the job of your dream comes. And then one day, your boss tells you something that provokes you. Say, anytime they tell me such things, Pastor, you don't know how it happens. I lose control. Please stop losing control. Because it's not allowing you elevate. When you lose control of your emotions, you lose control of your life. So we must understand today, That controlling our emotion will give room for elevation. Controlling your emotion will give room to fulfill God's destiny for your life. Amen. And that's why the scripture says, though the fig tree will not blossom. Give me that scripture again. He said, even though it will not, this is not New Testament. It's not even in the era of grace that this was being taught. In the time of punishment, yet they were taught that even though the fig tree will not blossom, let the fruits not be in the vine, let the labor of olives fail. That's it is failure, failure on every side. He said, Yet will I rejoice. It is important to have control. And express it in rejoicing. One very person in scriptures, in the whole of scriptures, that knew how to control emotion was David. Amen. And we saw what came out of his life. Some people have judged David. He had a lot of falls. Yet, he did great things. You read through the Psalms. David knew how to control emotions. Everywhere he will encourage himself in the Lord. He will say, why is my heart sad? Rejoice in the Lord. Come on. Rejoice in the Lord. He talks to himself. David had several reasons to be sorrowful. Is it the fact that his family did not value him? His father did not give him any value, any sense of self worth that they will ask, where are all your sons? He said they are all here. Meanwhile, David was not there. If it was you, will you forgive him? So, me, I didn't qualify to be a son. It has made some people even start thinking, was he born out of wedlock? The way the man was behaving. How can they ask for all your sons? You said they are complete. If you say daughters are complete and you forgot one, people might forgive you. But people value sons. And you don't know that the sons are not complete. That means you didn't even have value for that one. Or was it the time after all he had done for Saul, Saul was trying to kill him for no reason. We say, come, David, David, come now. Then when he comes, you carry spear, you want to kill him. For no reason. And we heard, we read from scriptures that Saul had evil spirits coming upon him. And he will be angry, but David will play his harp. And in that melody, the evil spirit will give way. David knew what to do at different points. Was it when he lost his son? What about when they went for war? First Samuel, I think 30 verse 6. Let's look at that scripture. They went for war. He did not go, in, maybe you say, oh, he sent his boys and stayed back. No, he too went for war. And then they came and captured his family and their family. And everybody was taken captive. His own trusted men wept. They wept bitterly. Can we look at this? He said, and David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But what did David do? David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. I'll tell you this. When you don't know how to control your emotions, you will fail. You will lose opportunities, number one. You will lose opportunities. Negative effects or Effects of not controlling emotion. Number one, you will lose opportunities. Let us imagine for a second that David joined his men and started crying. You know, David, it was not just one wife they carried. He had wives. And they carried everyone. Children and wives. So if he joined the pity party, and everybody, and they were all crying and moaning and everybody was bitter and angry. Who would have gone to rescue the people? You know, sometimes you don't know why after we have cried, you stand up, dust yourself and keep going on. Pastor, we say to you, if it pains, you cry, but don't cry forever. Don't do that pity party forever. Sometimes you don't understand why. But the truth is, if you stay there, not only will you lose that day, there will be no hope for your future. David had to leave them and dust himself, encourage himself and go before the Lord. And say, Lord, what do I do? Should I go? Will I recover all? And then God speaks to him. If he did not put himself together to approach God, he wouldn't know what to do. You know what sorrow does to us? It separates... How do I put it now? The first thing is that it strips you of that confidence to approach God. You don't want to go. You are angry. You don't want to go. And that's Satan's strategy. He knows... That if you go before your Lord, solution will come out. No, but he keeps you bitter. He keeps you offended. You kneel down to pray, you don't want to pray. That's so that you will not get answers. So you must understand his strategy. He's trying to put a stumbling block between you and your solution. That's the whole idea of the bitterness. He's fueling it. Tomorrow you will think about it from point A. Next tomorrow you will see it from point B. You analyze it from every angle, then you just be angry. Imagine! And you feel you have a right. Yes, you do. But in the midst of your offense, think of the future. Think of what it's doing to you. Think of what it's robbing you of. David had to lift himself up. How can his boys want to stone him? Do you know he could have reacted differently? In fact, he will start talking about indiscipline. He he, he can start talking about betrayal. He can deal with it differently. But he ignored them. He knew that they were in pain. And then he took the higher road. When you are broken, take the higher road when you are in pain, when you are emotionally down, take the higher road. Go to God in prayer. He will help you deal with that emotion. He will help you deal with that pain. Fighting it physically, you don't fight the devil in his terrain. You won't win. You don't use emotions to fight emotions. You can't win. You have to step higher and deal with it from the realm of the spirits. It was that approach to God that gave David victory and he remained a hero before their eyes. God said to him, go, conquer and recover all. And with that courage, he steps out. And what they were crying about, he again brought joy they will continue to value him for life. The fight you are fighting, you will lose, and you will lose place, you will lose position, you lose value. But when you take the higher road, God will elevate you. Hallelujah. They might not tell you, forget men, they won't tell you. But in their hearts, the regard for you has increased. Normally you would have fought, but you, instead you went to the place of prayer. They know. Hi, she didn't fight me. She didn't tear my shirt. Hmm. Hmm. And they are thinking about it. But in their heart, God is working. And things are changing. You know what they'll do? The day somebody will start complaining, they'll say, go and ask that woman. There's a way my wife used to do it. That's when you will realize that they valued the higher road that you took. But naturally, they will not tell you. In dealing with emotions, take the higher road. Approach God. He will give you the strategy that will always work. It might look foolish. But it will always produce results. When you fail... To deal with emotions. Remember the first thing I said is that you will lose. You will lose. You will lose opportunities to have victory. And how do you lose the opportunity? You will not approach God and by that you will not know what to do. So the victory that you were supposed to have, you will lose. Whether in business, oh, your boss is misbehaving, your boss is not treating you well, take the higher road. If you try to fight him, he's your boss. Whether right or wrong, he's your boss. And you end up being hurt. You will lose. Sometimes you might win. But it's a temporal win. You might win this fight today and lose the future. That's why they counsel husbands and wives. (laughs) Is it the argument you want to win or the marriage you want to win? Because you will fight him today and you will win, but you will lose your marriage. You will fight her today and win today, but you lose the marriage. So you ask yourself, what do I really want? If you want that marriage to experience elevation, take the higher road. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want your business to experience elevation. Deal with your emotions. Have control. Know how to say no to anger. You know, there's something pastor used to say to me. When he said, see, that it doesn't take long for the effect of bitterness to, to set in. He said, bitterness is like a cancer. You are living, but you don't know that destruction is taking place. Then all of a sudden, there's an emergency. And then they now say the person is dying. In fact, the person has died. That's what bitterness actually does to a man. You are busy having grudges. You are not talking to him. You are not talking to her. You are not relating with them. One month, it looks like you are okay. Two months, you look okay. Somebody looking at you. You look okay, but you are dying. You don't know that the bitterness is eating you up like a cancer. And you don't know that it has halted every means of increasing or moving to your next level. Then suddenly, you have heart attack. Blood pressure is up. Diabetes has increased. Suddenly, everything starts showing up and they tell you, hey, it's the bitterness in your heart. You know, bitterness is connected to your health. It will, it, will, it will mess up your system. You don't even know why you are not able to do what you are supposed to do. Once you deal with bitterness in your heart and allow the joy of the Lord, you will see strength from nowhere. I tell you the truth. Strength. Strength. And you are able to conquer. You are able to achieve more. As we deal with the fact that God has spoken to us to elevate. I really want you to be encouraged this morning. To deal with your emotions. Don't lose battles. The devil is not playing. He doesn't have good intentions for us. And he has seen the loopholes. As pastor will say. If Satan cannot stop you, he will push you. Many times he wants to stand in front of you and stop you from making progress. But if he finds out that that one is not working, he goes behind you to push you. He can provoke you negatively so that you will take steps that will bring you to a wrong place. Know when Satan is around. Spot him. And refuse to yield yourself to him. That you let things go is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. I speak to you as even a human. I've had my moments. But I constantly learn even from my mistakes. I've had times that I've displayed anger. Oh, but when I come across the teachings of God's word and I examine what I've done I retrace my steps I give my best to try not to be there again if my strength fails me I will try again and that's the spirit with which we function and we should all also function today we can be talking about dealing with emotions and you might go home and see yourself responding anger again don't allow condemnation in your heart. In fact, the worst thing that can happen to a man is to have emotional issues and condemnation combined. You are finished. There's no hope. Because you will feel like you have lost the love of God. That's why the teaching of righteousness is important. When you understand that no matter what happened, God still loves me. Even when you make mistakes, you can approach him see when we are teaching righteousness it's not to empower anybody to do wrong no it's not an empowerment to do wrong it's that we are saying to you regardless of where you are regardless of the negative effects that those problems have had on you, you can start again I heard um, Mrs. Shoma share her testimony she said there was a time all her money all her money went, that's She should be a sorrowful person. In fact, a very sad woman, after laboring for how many years, one bank will just close up with all your money. She has a reason to have bad attitude. If you talk to her, she should just bite you. In fact, she should stop talking to people because her heart is heavy. But no, she had to move on. She had to move on. And if God wants to elevate a man, let me tell you three major things he will deal with. Number one is fear. He will address fear in your life. Number two, he will address your attitude. Because if you don't address attitude, you can't make progress. Then number three, self-confidence, self-worth. Complex. These are things that God has to deal with in the life of a man. So, something can happen to you. It's either your attitude will help you make progress or will keep you at that level. Something can happen to you. The fear of it continuing will move you forward or keep you behind, whichever. But you see, these three things are things that we should constantly deal with. Amen. It's important. Let's not walk and walk And then our attitude will rob us of all that we have labored. Let's not walk and walk building a relationship, then attitude will rob you of that relationship. Let's not pray and then we walk and then God sets you up and attitude will bring you down. I tell people that even anointing is not enough to keep you up. It is anointing with good attitude. God can anoint a man and he has bad character. His character will pull him down. So attitude is important. And that's why we're talking about it in dealing with our emotions. It's connected. It is the emotion that displays the attitude. Oh, when you are happy, then you are nice to everybody. Then you greet everybody. When you are sad, then you become nasty to everybody. No, no, no. You have to know how to manage your emotions. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Let's look at Proverbs 16, verse 32. Are you there? Proverbs 16, 32. Can we read it together? One, want to go. He that is slow to anger is what? Better. Say with me, better. better. Say with me, better. better. Uh-huh. He that is slow to anger. Uh, the scripture did not say, he that is slow to anger is a fool. But you know, the world treats he that is slow to anger like a fool. He said, this one, Namumu. No, no. Scripture didn't call him a fool. Instead, he said, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. That's why you see people like David better than Goliath. Control. Even when they were abusing him, he's not even making noise. I know who I am. So what you are saying, sometimes my daughter comes to me, Mommy! I say, what? Daniel called me, blah, 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 blah. She'll just call one thing. I say, is that who you are? No. So why are you angry? She will now smile and walk away. Trying to make her understand. See, that people called you who you are not should not provoke you. What? You can't answer everybody. They say, look at this fool. Am I a fool? No. No, It's not me he's talking to. See, we have to learn to survive in this world. Even Jesus learned it. The heart of men are desperately wicked. He said, he knew what was in the heart of man. He didn't commit himself to them. See, you will learn to live above issues it's not me you are talking to now so if you want to answer everybody and that's, I see some people do that you want to answer everybody you have a full-time job true full-time job, you don't need to, to go and find a job it's just that it won't pay you it won't pay you money it will pay you with pain somebody said somebody did not say they will say in the office they will say at home they will say in the village if you put your ears to hear everybody saying like pastor said since whether you do good or bad they will say something do good let them say what you are doing is good allow them to talk about the great things you are doing people will always talk so refuse it refuse to answer the name you are not know who you are in Christ Jesus. And if you are one of them that have understood that responding to anger is not of God, and you have chosen to be slow, let them call you a fool. That's not who you are. Scripture says you are what? Better than the mighty. Keep the scripture up. He said you are better. So you see that Having control of your emotion gives you strength. They are seeing a mighty person and they say you are better than the mighty. That means you are stronger. You will last longer. You will achieve more. And then he says, and he that ruleth his spirit, that's he that controls his spirit, is better than he that taketh a city, a warrior. He will bring down this place now, 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 now. No, but you see you are seen as a better person there are some people like that even in our midst slow to anger you can stay with them one full year you will count how many times they express anger somebody we call them simple but God calls them the mighty he said in malice be children be children in malice but some of us are grandpas in malice grandma established phd holder have you seen where they brag me you are trying me i can stay i will not talk to you one month two months for me not to talk to you is that i've decided that you should stay on your own it's not it's not a thing of malice stay stay your space but you see the malice where the pest is coming. Satan <laughs> don't for uh. Everybody is using song to discuss. Wherever demons are gathered, wherever witches are gathered, wherever Satan is gathered. Hmm. Hey, you have not seen them. You have not seen them. PhD holders in malice. PhD. They finish masters. They have done PhD. They will soon become professors. They can give you malice from different angles. Who is the person you want to have this thing with? Is it your (laughs) in-law? That's how they do in-laws their own. They will educate you on malice. No, don't be that way. You might be winning. You are a champion malice keeper, but you will not elevate. You cannot make progress. You know why? Let me tell you one physical and simple thing. You will spend your energy maintaining malice. Malice will sap you. (laughs) See, that bitterness does you more harm than good. The interesting thing about it is... is you that is doing the bitterness that is harming. Sometimes the people you are fighting against... They don't even know. You are the one that is fighting. You are the one not making progress. You are the one not praying. You are the one... You cannot smile in the house. You cannot worship. You cannot even laugh at a joke. Joke is there. It's funny. Because you are doing malice... You, you don't want to laugh. Let them not say you are laughing. Meanwhile, the laugh is injuring you inside. Before you know it, your conscience will become sad. No, help me turn to your neighbor. Say, say no to Malice. Help me tell the other person, say no to bitterness. No to bitterness. Have control of your emotions. Hallelujah, you do better. You will do better. You will make progress. When you are bitter, another negative effect. Is that you will refuse to be led by the Spirit. And that's putting your life in danger. I've talked about the fact that you can't pray. It robs you of confidence to approach God in prayer. Then there is also the part of you are no more listening to the Holy Spirit. It starts, how do you stop listening to the Holy Spirit? It actually starts by you refusing to Yield. You know, the Holy Ghost is telling you forgive. The Holy Ghost is telling you let go. Mm-mm, you don't want. And before you know it, He stops saying anything. And then when He will be leading you, don't go there, don't go there. You have not seen where anger and bitterness can overtake a man. You're no more hearing. There is a leading in your heart. Don't go there. But because you want to go and show the person that they are, they are nothing, you now put your head in the place that will harm you. Some people have died. You know, that's why even when believers die, we really cannot explain it. You don't know what they were doing with God. You were not there. You don't know the instructions they were not obeying. So that you are seeing, ah, that brother that was serving God, yes. But the dealing of the heart of that brother with only God knows. This bitterness thing is a hard thing. That's one sin that most times you don't even see it on the outward. They could just cover it up with a smile, but their heart is full of evil. But even if you cover it from man, God sees it. So someone is not understanding why the person is not making progress. But it's that heart that is not right. So we must learn to have control. That's all I'm saying to you this morning. Control your emotions. And I'll end by using the life of David to share with us some things we can do. True. It's not easy. Amen. See, hear me, it's not easy to control this emotion. But it is possible. Did you hear me? I've not stood before you to say to you, it's a simple thing. That's a walkover. No, it's not a walkover. It will require effort on your part. It will require the help of the Holy Spirit. Imagine that someone betrayed you. Someone promised to marry you and then shows up. You just come and see that they've printed card for another girl. Then you say forgive. That, that type, where do you want to start the forgiveness from? It's, it's, it's painful. Oh, someone you introduced to a bis- I heard a story recently. Ah. It happened around us. A brother saw so a first time a new person came to church. And they have where to stay. The person has been coming to church, coming to church. And then one of our pastors now say, ah, this person needs accommodation, brother, so, so, so please help. He said, no problem. And he accommodates the guy. Brethren, the guy moved him out of his own house. That's moved him out of his own house. Before we knew what was happening, the guy started playing very funny politics with the people that rented, gave him house. Some, some people gave him house to just stay. Now, as he was staying there, he brought in someone to stay with me, with him. He's, they started conniving behind his back on, you know, and pretending and doing very funny things. Even if that brother had his contribution, he misbehaved in certain areas. But man, don't forget he gave you shelter. And he did. Then the owners of the house now told the real owner to move out and the other one to stay. And he was happy. I said, even if eh, this boy didn't do anything, God will punish you. I'm not cursing him. I'm just explaining what will happen. You understand? Oh no, don't laugh like that now. No, I'm not saying God will punish you. No, no. I'm saying God will punish him. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. They are homophones. It's not the same. They sound the same, but they don't mean the same thing. One is cause. One is abuse. The other one is explanation. Amen. But you get my point. No, God has to punish that guy. How, how can? It's like I, you, you came into town and I kept you in my house after you married my wife. Uh, uh, now. God, God has to punish you. No matter what. You understand? That's the kind of thing Joseph was avoiding. Uh, uh, man will help me. Give me his whole house. I'm in charge of everything. You know, I should call his wife. Ha, God forbid that Even if the man not catch me, God will punish me. Joseph understood. But some people don't understand. That there is a God that sees all things. And he will punish you. through. <laughs> you don't have to tell him oh, that God will punish him. Just wait. God will truly punish him. How can? I gave you shelter. You now move me out of the house. And then you are happy. Tomorrow you go and share testimony that God has elevated you. You've not seen anything. That one is not elevation. You are waiting to fall. Amen. It's important. How did we get here, self? I've forgotten now what I was saying. Amen. We have to learn to deal with our emotions, whether it's it's a positive one or a negative one. But we have to control it so that we can make progress. Amen. I want to be sure that I've, I've touched everything I wanted to touch. Oh, I remember where we were. H- how come you are not remembering where we were? Are you following me or you're just laughing, busy laughing? Just... Don't worry. You write an essay on what we have taught today and you submit on your way out. Amen. All right, I was talking about. What you can do. What will help you. I said um, controlling these emotions are not always easy. So what, what you can do. okay? Now like David. David. David was a man that knew how to play the harp. okay. And if you see people that know how to play instruments like that. They play it quite often. And music is one way. You, you can sing your way out of depression. You can. You can sing. I'm not talking about whether you have a good voice or not. You can worship out of sorrow. You can praise God out of that bad situation. So don't stay there. Instead of staying there, choose to sing your way out. Not please don't sing against the neighbor. It's not that type of singing, not quarrel singing. No, on your own, talk to God. Pour out that emotion to Him. Cry if you have to. But come to that place where you sing. You can just sing and sing. I know it, I, I do that too. There are times I'm not happy about what's happening around me I, I just block my ears with worship, with, with songs that will edify me. So that my mind is not working over time. If you are quiet, the devil will feed you. He will give you extra thoughts. Before you know what's happening, you will start thinking of what you shouldn't think about. So you can actually worship your way out of it... Praise your way out of it. Sing your way out of it. Look for a way to encourage yourself in the Lord. Most importantly, pray. When you are having down times, when you are having emotional challenges, pray. It will not be easy to pray, but pray. Don't run away from prayer. that time it's not how eloquent you are it's pouring out your heart to god that prayer is not about you putting a before b that prayer is about expressing yourself to god and the bible says we have a high priest that is touched with the feelings of our infirmity he knows how we feel he knows the pain He's not judging you at that time. Oh, why did you not first greet me good morning before you start complain? No, no, that's not what he's doing. He's sympathizing with you at that time. And then the Holy Ghost comes to strengthen you. So you, you have to go to him in prayer. That's the best place to cry. Don't cry yourself to sin because you have emotional problems. Who will I go and cry for now? Who, who, who? Don't you know that my father just died? <laughs> they will not comfort you into error. You be careful who you are crying to. Some people will start advising you and advise you out of destiny. Then some will, in a bit, to give you a shoulder, they will take your whole body. Mind where you go to cry. Women, mind where you go to cry. Brothers are quick to give you a shoulder to cry on. Be careful where you go to cry. It's not the heart, your emotion he's after. He wants to take advantage of your state. Be careful. Tell him, don't worry, I'm fine. Come to church and cry the door will be open. It's not a joke, it's reality. Come and lie down here and cry. It's a better place to cry. You call your friend, I'm down, I'm down, you don't know how hurt I am, I'm feeling bad. They say, come and meet me at Casablanca. Hey, come to church. Come and cry here. You can choose to cry at home. You can dance your way out of sorrow. Dance. Shout. Praise God. It helps. Amen. There are days that things might just be, uh, my heart is full, my head is full everywhere, and I'll just scream, Ah! What? Nothing. Just vent emotion. Release it so you are free you keep bottling it up, one day you will explode. And even you will be afraid of what you will do. So, release it. Release the excess emotion. Don't bottle it up. Shout. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sometimes just call God. God! Call him. Even him, he will know is a serious matter. Say, "Ah, what happened now? Call him. Not three times, so just call him. (laughs) It's not God. God, God, how many times did I call you? No, not that time. Just from pain, shout, God. Have you seen where some people are praying, and they are there. All you hear is, oh, God. You will not hear anything again. It's in the heart. Pain and they go again, Oh God! <laughs> you are waiting to hear what they want to tell God. That time is not to talk. It's where the Bible says that the Spirit of God will help you to pray with groanings that cannot be uttered. Groan there. God will show up for you. Amen. God will show up for you in Jesus' name. If you are here and you are having emotional baggage, don't go with it today. Don't leave church with it today. Lay it at his feet. Drop it. It's a sign of strength. Even if the person didn't come to beg you, drop it. Let it go. Scripture says if you come to give your offering and you remember someone has an ought against you, not you against them. Oh sometimes I say, God, you safe, the way he is to judge matters. He said, Leave your offering and go and make peace. So this morning, my time is up, but I want to say this to you don't leave here with that excess baggage. Forgive them for Christ's sake. Forgive her for Christ's sake. Forgive him for the sake of God. Let it go. And allow God to elevate you. Allow God to lift you up. Let God fight for you. Maybe you were right all along. Don't worry. True, I'm telling you truth. Don't worry. God is a just God. There's a the prayer I've learned to pray when I feel I'm being oppressed by anybody. Say, God, compensate me. I searched my heart. I didn't do the person wrong. Say, God, compensate me. So it's not every time you fight, 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 fight. Ask for extra. Ask for God to give you double for your troubles. So leave it here today. Don't go home with the quarrel. Don't go home with the animosity. Don't go home with the bitterness. Let God heal your heart today. So when we rise up to pray, you will set your heart and you will rid yourself of every form of bitterness. You will rid yourself of every pain. And that step you are taking because you trust God. He's a just God. And he will take care of you. They've done you so much wrong. Allow God to compensate you. Today, you will stand and you will say, Lord, I ask for compensation. For the wrong they have done to me. The years I've lost... The months I've lost compensate me, O Lord. Don't live here with that emotional baggage. Let's rise up on our feet. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us two three four eight zero six three six one three five six zero 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the massive I around the world By the power of the Holy Spirit